world-class museums, cutting-edge galleries, and ubiquitous street murals make this city a trove of creative riches. Would it surprise you to hear that New York Magazine said this of Philadelphia? Known for its history, brotherly love, cheesesteaks, and the Liberty Bell, Philadelphia is not to be missed. Colorful murals adorn the buildings, making for great tours after a full day of business meetings. Today, we are interviewing Iron Chef Jose Garces, an expert on Latin American and Spanish cuisine, who has numerous restaurants in the Philadelphia area alone. We also have the honor of interviewing the general manager of the historic Logan Hotel. More than cheesesteak sandwiches, although you'll find some of the best in the nation here, Join us today as we explore Destination Everywhere, Philadelphia. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of Destination Everywhere, Philadelphia. I'm Andy McNeil, along here with Todd Bloodworth. We are visiting the city of brotherly love, something that's near and dear to my heart because my family's from there originally. I've spent lots of summers running the streets of Philly, looking at all the great towns around, the suburbs, the rich history, so much history, as well as incredible food. Welcome to Destination Everywhere with hospitality and travel entrepreneurs Todd Bloodworth and Andy McNeil. Having traveled to over a hundred countries, Todd and Andy bring you unique perspectives with celebrities in the know, hospitality experts, and native connoisseurs to discover must-dos and inspirational destinations to plan your next trip for business or pleasure. So pack your bags and get ready as we bring you Destination Everywhere with Todd and Andy. Todd, tell me some things that you really like about Philadelphia. I know you've been there a lot over the years with clients. Well, Philadelphia, it, you know, I love it. One, it's, I love its proximity to New York and other places in the Northeast and D.C. It's really easy to get to, but it's also an extremely walkable city, which is it, you absolutely. Know, we've stayed at several different hotels there. and We've done many different meetings there. And I think every hotel, we've been able to just get out. We don't need a car. You don't need to take a bunch of taxis. And every neighborhood is pretty eclectic. So it's just yeah, a I great mean, walkable city. I mean, you have the city capital right there. And in walking distance, within uh, 10 blocks or so, you have Betsy Ross's house, Independence Hall, the National Constitution Center. You also have the, the famous Rocky Steps right down the street as well. It's really laid out incredible. It's so much fun to go to tour, whether for business or pleasure. No, and I think we've done both. It's actually been, it's been great. I remember there was uh, taking field trips there when you're a kid for all of the history, but it's also been great for work meetings as well. They have a wonderful convention center. Again, that's close to everything is downtown and just scores of hotels all around it. So great place for business and work. Yeah, and the hotels are some of the best in, in the country, especially the business hotels. And we're interviewing one of our favorites today. And our next guest, we're going to come back and listen to what she has to say, Joanne Wren. Joanne is the general manager of the Logan Hotel in downtown Philly. So we'll be right back with Joanne. Welcome back, everyone. It's Andy McNeil with Destination Everywhere. I'm so excited to be talking about all things Philly, my mom's hometown. My father grew up right there. He was born in Camden, New Jersey, so I know Philly well. And I've spent a lot of time at this wonderful hotel, the Logan Philadelphia. And I'd like to welcome Joanne Wren, the general manager and also a Philly native. And she's the recipient of the Sage Hospitality Award, which is the highest honor you can receive at Sage Hospitality. And it's actually called the Eagles Award, which is very <laughs> apropos, right? So welcome, Joanne. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Actually, funny story about the Eagle Award. They ask us to choose a song before you go up on stage to receive your award. 
And because I love Philadelphia and the Eagles, I chose the <laughs> Eagles fight song. So I'm sure you can imagine the look on everybody's faces as I'm going up and the Eagles fight song is playing in the background. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, I've been to the Logan many times. We've hosted lots of events here over the years. You guys have something very, very special that happens there. And it's this Philadelphia-inspired art collection. Tell us a little bit about that program and how people who come to the Logan, what can they see and what can they look for? Yeah. So, you know, it's something that is so unique to the Logan and something that we really wanted to focus on you know, as we transitioned and really opened this property back in 2015. Um, so the Logan is home to 1,800 pieces of wow, art. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. You know, and this art is located throughout the hotel's lobby level, meeting spaces, guest rooms, and really at every turn, you can enjoy amazing paintings, statues, large art installations. But what's really great is they all have a tie back to Philadelphia. Nice. Why don't more hotels do that? It's such a unique thing uh, to do. And it really is a beautiful way to decorate the hotel with all this locally inspired art. What's your favorite piece of art that's there that people can see? Yeah. So mine is you walk right into the lobby and you look up and it's called the chandelier of elite silhouettes. So yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. It really captures, you know, the story of Philadelphia. So we partnered with the Philadelphia historical society to feature prominent Philadelphians and it ranges from James Logan, Joe Frazier, Louisa May Alcott, And what's really great is there's a story with each of these silhouettes. So I love when I come up to the lobby and you see guests looking up because they're really piecing together the history of Philadelphia. I would say that is my favorite. I think my next favorite, because it's Philadelphia's princess, are the Grace Kelly paintings that you'll find on each of our guest room floors. It's a series of paintings. That to me, because of how you know, how highly regarded she is in Philadelphia. I'm glad that we captured that within the hotel. So Joanne, you got to tell me about this artists in residence program you have. Yeah. So it's actually one of my most favorite things about the Logan. And, you know, we talk so much about, you know, the community and everyone live, work and play, um, you know, where you are. And one of the things that we found was so many of our guests, but locals, you know, would find themselves wandering the property and really taking in all of the special art that we had curated for the property. And one of the things that we found, you know, there was so much interest in that, that we created the artist in residency program, which really, you know, another nod to our role as Philadelphia's hotel we wanted to donate our wall space to artists and organizations in order to help showcase their work. It's so important to us, this community connection. And so I'm really thrilled. We're currently partnering with a local nonprofit, Portside Art Center in Fishtown, as well as Spark Services, which is really cool. It's a local studio and gallery for adults with disabilities to help showcase their work. And I have to tell you, it's great because- Oh, how fantastic. Yeah, you'll see these artists coming through and they're showing their friends and family this amazing art that's hanging in this public space, you know, next to artwork that was commissioned for the hotel. And so it's really one of the things that I'm most proud of that we were able to bring that in and help some of these artists, you know, we're allowing them to sell their art and to really promote everything they're doing. So for me, that's really a tie back to, you know, really being deeply rooted in the Philadelphia community. 
So, you know, the Logan is known for so many things. And one thing is their amazing food. Tell us a little bit about Urban Farmer, which is the main restaurant there, as well as some other unique uh, gastronomic experiences that the Logan's known for. Yeah. So Urban Farmer is my favorite restaurant in Philadelphia. And no lie, we're probably in there as a family every week. It's absolutely phenomenal. So, you know, Urban Farmer, it, it, it operates as nearly a scratch kitchen uh, with a large okay. focus on local ingredients. Uh, the kitchen team blows me away with their commitment to quality ingredients. We have a butcher shop on property, a pastry kitchen on property, wow. which is dangerous, by the way. <laughs> Very dangerous, right? <laughs> yeah, they're always offering you something. They're always pickling their own vegetables, curing their own meat and more. So it's this robust culinary program. So for me, having you know this steakhouse within the hotel, it really is such a treat for locals, for the community, but also for hotel guests. Where you're sitting, assembly, rooftop bar. Yep. Right you know, the views are absolutely phenomenal. They are. Um, they have the best cocktail program in the city. Their seasonal menu ensures that only the freshest ingredients are being mixed with the high quality product. It is truly a gem within the city. I love it. And then Commons Cafe, you know, obviously La Colombe in the city of Philadelphia. Yep, I don't think yep. anybody gets, yeah, you know, I don't think anybody starts their day without it. So we do have La Colombe coffee shop in the lobby level of the hotel to help all our guests get their day started. That's great. Now, do you guys have any unique events that are held annually at the hotel that you can tell us about? We do. So, you know, one of the things that we really wanted to create when we, you know, all things Logan, and we're just given such a great opportunity to reach not only our guests, but also the community. And so we created an initiative called Live Logan, okay, um, which is event programming. So they're really aimed at the local community with a goal to treat locals and guests for fun experience. So a couple of them would be mimosas and massages for Mother's Day. Um, oh, nice. I also attended that one. You know, her underground spa does such a fantastic job. And we worked with a local makeup artist and we did a bring your own makeup. And we actually did a makeup class. We did holiday wreath making classes. And what's really great is it's for hotel guests but locals as well. So really trying to bring the outside inside, you know, we really, you know, from day one have been known as Philadelphia's living room. So by doing these events, it's really bringing in, you know, all of those that live, work and play in the area into the Logan to really enjoy all things Philadelphia. One of my favorite events that has become an annual tradition is International Women's Day, flower, flower making, and then postcard sending. So while making a bouquet for the special someone in your life, yeah. also sending a postcard to someone else in the hotel took care of all of those. And then yoga with puppies fundraiser for Morris Animal <laughs> Refuge um, is a huge crowd. Oh my that gosh, that's good. Out. I've done yoga with goats before, just so you yeah. know, I, but never yoga with puppies. That's awesome. Yeah. The puppies one becomes a little interesting. I think they try to <laughs> yeah, run off. They're not, yeah. They're not uh, potty trained yeah. yet, I guess. That could be interesting in the wrong position. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about all the activities. You guys are like right in the city center and so close to everything. What attractions are within walking distance of the property that people can go and enjoy while they're staying there? Yeah. So, I mean, my favorite, and you mentioned this before, I think we have the country's most beautiful city hall. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is 
It really it's is gorgeous. amazing. And so, you know, while I know a lot of people don't go to city hall for some kind of tourist attraction, this pulls you and, you know, the city, did it such does. A brilliant, it's beautiful, but the city did such a great job with Dilworth park. Now you can roller skate, you can yeah. ice skate during the winter. They have Christmas village where you oh, can wow. go gift buying. And so they took this space and it's just blocks away from the yeah, it's probably It's probably less than two tenths of a mile probably oh, from, from your property. It's right there. Yeah. It's so close, but, you know, I think being so centrally located in the arts district, you know, the Barnes Foundation blocks away from Rittenhouse Square and then, you know, Franklin Institute, which I'm actually looking at out the window and then being so close to the Philadelphia Museum of Art. And then, I mean, if you're going to come to Philadelphia, you have to go to Independence Hall and see the Liberty Bell. (laughs) Yeah, that's a short walk as well, just right across town. Yeah, I think, you know, we talk a lot about Philadelphia and its recovery and really what a tremendous city it is for people to visit because you can park your car and never get in your car to visit everything there is to do in this city. And, you know, we really celebrate that, you know, when we talk about Philadelphia and yeah, being yeah. You know, in such a great drive market. To me, it just makes so much sense why travelers are really choosing Philly, you know, to travel and to come to. How can our listeners find out more about The Logan? Where should they go on social media and what's your website? Yeah, so The Logan Hotel, so website and Instagram. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Joanne, I can't wait to see you next time. I'm in Philly. We love it. It's one of our favorite cities. And thanks so much for your time today. And we look forward to seeing you next time we're there. Thank you so much. It was great spending time with you today. I appreciate it. Welcome back, everyone. I really enjoyed talking to Joanne. She's so knowledgeable. I love all the art and history that they have created and provided inside their hotel. It really speaks to the cultural city that Philadelphia really is. As a matter of fact, we're moving on to our destination favorites now, Todd. And one of the things that you can do with your uh, group or if you go uh, with your family is uh, Philadelphia is known as the mural capital of the world. And this is something I didn't know, so I can't wait to go back and do it. With over 4,000 works of community-based public art spread throughout the entire city. So you can actually walk the city and see art installations and artwork for free. Yeah, sounds like something, you know, Instagrammers would really enjoy doing is posting a lot of these murals around. They do make for great uh, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can arrange a guided uh, foot tour, which would be a lot of fun because you get to learn about the artists as well. Or be even more adventurous and do it on segways or a trolley. So just a great way to see the city as well. Another thing that this city offers is pretty amazing, unique event space. And some of these unique, we talked about the Rocky Steps. Those actually go up to the Museum of Art, which we've done receptions. Yeah, we did, we did a great luncheon there at the Museum of Art. We had a group actually run down there to experience going up the Rocky Steps. And then we yep. had a fantastic lunch inside the museum itself. One great unique space is the Franklin Institute. And this is a very unique space for a group dinner. The Benjamin Franklin Memorial is actually within the museum. And you can actually utilize the Franklin statue in your presentation by projecting lifelike video of Franklin and pretend that he is speaking and interacting with your attendees. So that's, that's something pretty, pretty cool. unique. Speaking about history, we also have the National Constitution Center, which is right by Independence Hall. So you can get that historical flavor as well, but it's a very modern building and you can do everything from receptions to weddings to private dinners there. So they have a grand hall 
And you can also use an exhibition space as well for a small conference. So there's just a lot of choices with really unique uh, things that we've outlined today. Um, you know what's funny? Because we've actually, we did a, an event there in a food hall and, and we had some entertainment. You know who we had for that event? They're actually from Philadelphia. Who? was the Bacon Brothers. Oh, that's and, right. And if you know... Kevin, uh, yeah, Kevin Bacon. Who Kevin Bacon is. That. Yeah, um, it was Kevin Bacon and his brother, and they actually performed being some oh, yeah. local musicians. So yeah, that were, was actually that was a lot of fun. Yeah, and speaking of what's around the National Constitution Center, you know, imagine Philly three hundred years ago. You know, relatively small town, right? Even though it was a major colonial town, but you have Betsy Ross's house, um, which is obviously a Philly landmark, famously. Uh, Wait, so, and that's uh, and that's just one of those places you kind of come up on it. You know, even if you're yeah. not looking for it, it's very unassuming, but it's, you know, when you kind of read the plaque, it, you know, it's pretty neat. It's like, yeah, it's actually where she actually sewed the American flag, which is right down the street from Independence Hall. I mean, literally like three blocks. And so you have independence right there where the Declaration um, of Independence and the U.S. Constitution were adopted. And then right there as well is the Liberty Bell. And I remember as a young child in about third grade, actually going up to the Liberty Bell and it really made an impression on me. It's a great thing to see, but- uh, How much does it weigh? That's something uh, I want. I have no no idea how much it weighs. 2,080 pounds. Really? And the bell rang on July 8th, 1776 to announce the first public reading of the Declaration of Independence. Is that why it cracked? Did it crack then? Do you know? I don't know that answer. Well, you know, it as many times as I've seen the bell, <laughs> I don't know why it has a crack. Yeah, I probably, <laughs> probably research that. Anyways, regardless, there's a crack in it. You should go see it. All right. So let's move on to local festivals and um, things to do after a day of, of sightseeing. What else can you do in, in the city throughout the year, Todd? Well, in Franklin Square, they have the Chinese Lantern Festival. It's obviously a celebration of lights and culture and features handcrafted lanterns and displays from local artisans. There's also other entertainment and it features the Dragon Beer Garden and other cultural performances. So that sounds like actually a really fun one. Yeah, something that I've done is the Italian Market Festival, um, and it's all the Italian food that you can absolutely imagine. Tons of booths, pizza, garlic rolls, cannolis. It's just a great place to visit with family and friends. So if you're in town and that's happening, or if you want to go, check when it's going to happen in the spring because it is a fantastic event. Todd, who's our next guest? Well, our next guest is Iron Chef, Chef Jose Garces. So we are going to be right back and hear what he has to say about Philadelphia and hear about some of his uh, restaurants. So we'll be right back with Chef Jose. Ready to book your hotel for your next company event or family adventure? Let AMI help. We have ongoing relationships with all major hotel chains and access to over 200,000 hotels. Why us? We receive special promotions before they hit the open market, meaning significant cost savings to you. Go to destination-everywhere.com and click the Source Now button and let us get to work for you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Destination Everywhere, Philadelphia. Man, do we have a great guest right now, someone that just knows the Philadelphia food scene and is also just an absolute authority on Latin American food and cuisine, Chef Jose Garces. Welcome, Chef. How are you doing today? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks for having me. We're so great to have you. We're going to talk about all these incredible things you're doing, some of the things you're doing, not only in the food space, but also what you're doing on home food delivery as well. But we're going to start talking about Philly. How did 
someone with Ecuadorian ancestry get to Philly and just start this, what I would call a pretty successful business plan and business strategy in the restaurant business? How'd you get there? Yeah. So I went to, grew up in Chicago, went to cooking school in Chicago. You know, I wanted to work in Europe. After finishing school, I was French classically trained there at Kendall in, in Chicago. And so I was looking to go to France, ended up going to Spain. I was introduced to actually a priest, Juan Lathama, who had a few restaurants in Spain. And he took, okay. you know, workers from the U.S. So I was like, yeah, I want to come learn Spanish food, learn European cooking. So was in Spain for some time. My girlfriend, after I was there several months, she was like, okay, Jose. Time to come back to the mainland. She was from New York. So I was in New York cooking for five years there. I met just really, I say during that period of my career, I was really just learning how to become a chef, learning how to become a good cook, good with my hands, understand flavor during that, those formative years. Cause a lot of times people think, you know, that there's a perception you come out of culinary school, you're, you're a chef, you know, you're already, yeah, okay, right. I'm ready. Like I'm, where's my six figure check? No, it takes time. So it was in New York, just kind of really learning, you know, kind of like putting in the work. And then eventually I got an opportunity to come to Philly. I worked for a chef mentor friend of mine. His name is Douglas Rodriguez. Douglas and I worked together seven years. I was with him in New York. He said, hey, I have an opportunity to go to Philadelphia to, for you to be my executive chef and help me open a restaurant called Almeda Cuba. And that was back in November of 2000. So in 2001, we opened Alma de Cuba in Philadelphia with Stephen Starr, restaurateur here in town, pretty famous guy himself. You know, just made it a home, made it my place. I got married, had two kids here, and it just really became a place that was endearing to me. And I likewise, like, a, you know, kind of a, a mutual, it's, it's mutual love affair. Well, huh? But you have eight restaurants now, right? Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go down the list for me real quick so all of our listeners can... Put it on their bucket list when they go to Philly. Can you do them alphabetically? I don't know about alphabetically. I can get to most of them. So here, so we got Amada, which is named after my grandma, Mamita Amada. It's a Spanish tapas restaurant. We have Distrito, which is our Mexican cantina and taqueria. The Old Bar, it's a seafood-centric restaurant, comprehensive spirits. Tinto, it's our Basque restaurant. Volver. Okay. Volver is in the Performing Arts Center at Kimmel Center. And we do, we're currently doing a school program called uh, Chef in Residency, where right. we have local up and coming chefs, chefs of diversity that are there doing their food. We're shining a spotlight on them and I'm collaborating. I'm, I have my menu, they have their menu. Guests can come in and try whatever they'd like. It's pretty fun. Oh, recent, fantastic. How much fun? recent? Yeah. Recently, I opened a pizza concept called Hook and Master. That's in the Fishtown neighborhood. Very cool, fun. Three different styles of pizza, Brooklyn, Tavern, and Chicago Pan. And then along with that, believe it or not, we do seafood, small plates, and tiki drinks. I know it sounds like a lot, but it actually works, believe it or not. <laughs> well, with tiki drinks, how can you go wrong, right? I mean, a tiki yeah. drink, usually pretty strong. They're strong. And yeah, I mean, I've got some great bartenders who really are like passionate about their craft, you know, whether it's the fresh juices, the infused syrups, the bitters, all the things that you need to you know, create a very craft cocktail are, are present there. And then right. during the pandemic, I got into like the ghost space. I was just exploring, you know, what it would be like to run 
virtual brands. So I have two virtual brands that are available through the delivery platform. So Livy's plant-based foods, like a plant-based burger concept that I'm dying to get into like uh brick Yeah, that's a great, that's hot right now. Really. Yeah. And then Rustica Pollo La Brasa, which is, that's a, a Peruvian chicken concept, rotisserie chicken and with sides. And yeah, it's, you know, again, I think the pandemic has really given me some time yeah. as a, I feel like as a creative person to kind of explore so much. Yeah. So much of what's happening in the business. So I think it's, you know, on the other side of all of this, it's feeling pretty good. Like we've learned a lot about ourselves, about the industry and about where we can go with things. Well, I can't agree more. So you mentioned one neighborhood, your restaurants kind of spread out throughout the entire downtown area. Are there some areas, what are some of those neighborhoods and what are some of your favorite areas? So I would say, you know, we have Amada and Amada and the Old Bar are in Old City. So that's really, you know, you have the Liberty Bell very close by. You have the American Mm -hmm. Revolution Museum. You have what's called, you know, really, they call it Old City for a reason. It's, you know, there's uh, a lot of history. Betsy Betsy Ross's house is right there. I think she's close to there, yeah. So, you know, the city, this neighborhood's probably 350 years old or so. So it's pretty cool. It's cool architecture. And then we have Volver, which is really, that's what's called the Avenue, I want to say, well, it's right in the Performing Arts District. So there's the Academy of Music, the Kimmel Center, Broad Street, you have City Hall. So really right in yeah. the mix of like, yeah. you know, I would say downtown. And then Hook and Master is in a very cool, trendy neighborhood. Uh, Hook and Master is actually in old Kensington, but right next to Fishtown. And right in there is where you have a huge cluster of fun, new and exciting restaurants. So everyone's kind of like, it's like the hot place to like be right now. It's got a ton to offer culinary travelers for sure. There's plenty of great, you know, I would recommend going to Reading Terminal Market. That's also like, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. Tell our listeners about Reading Terminal because that's a great place to do group events, but also you can just go for lunch if you're just walking and doing a tour. Tell our listeners about it. I mean, I think it's a, it's a wonderful breakfast or lunch spot. There's probably, you know, and I'm guessing, you know, 30 vendors or so. You have a lot of, you know, call it like Amish farmers and their goods. They have, you know, great jams, jellies, donuts. I mean, you name it. Uh, yeah. Fishmongers, produce markets, coffee shops, great like food stands. Actually, one of my favorites is uh, it's called La Creperie and it's a crepe sandwich shop. They, they do... Um, whether it's Nutella and berries or (laughs) scrambled sausage. I mean, I'm in inside of a crepe. So yeah, there's, I mean, a number of good offerings. It's a culinary destination for sure. That's great. So I know you have a few kids. What do you like to do with your kids and and your family on the weekends when you're not working at one of your eight concepts? (laughs) I know you're a busy (laughs) guy, but what do you enjoy doing with your kids around town since you're a transplant and have gotten to know in the city? Oh, gosh. Well, you know, I mean, I've been here and my kids have gone through so many different stages. So you would ask me that 10 years ago. I might have had a different answer for you. Yeah. But, you know, my kids are some first off, my daughter is at college for the first time. and She's in New Orleans. She's at Loyola of New Orleans. So I'm going to be heading down there in a few weeks and talk about some her. good food, right? Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. And my son is 15 and he's an athlete. So we do a lot of athletic traveling. He plays basketball and soccer. So we're, we're on the road a lot in the area, but I mean, I think for families, there's a ton of activities, whether it's 
the art museums, Philadelphia Museum of Art, the Rodin, or if you're a more serious art collector, the Barnes. There are great, oh, the Ben Franklin Museum as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's great. My kids love that. I want to hit on just a couple more things before we leave. So you are one of the few chefs in America that's actually an iron chef. Can you explain what that is to our listeners and what that experience was like? Sure. Yeah. So in 2009, I was cast to compete on a show called The Next Iron Chef. I competed against nine other nationally known chefs. I came out with only one winner and I came out victorious and became an Iron Chef on a program called Iron Chef America. I competed there on for probably over 25 battles or so and competed against other national chefs. I was one of amongst, at the time, I think six Iron Chefs or seven in the country. And yeah, it was an amazing experience. What can I say? You know, the format of the show is you're given a secret ingredient and you've got to create five dishes in 60 minutes, focusing and highlighting that secret ingredient. And so, you know, before every battle, I was always, you know, super nervous at butterflies was, you know, inside, you know, anxious and just thinking about, you know, the millions of people that were going to watch me cook. So regardless of that, I was able to channel some good energy, good mojo into the cooking side of things and had a blast doing it. And yeah, I would say certainly one of the highlights of my career, one experience that I won't forget anytime soon. Yeah. And just probably great promotion for all your restaurants, huh? Good stuff. TV yeah. is fantastic. Yes. Yeah, for, it's, it's, you know, a, it's definitely a powerful medium. Yeah. Great. All right. Let's wrap up talking about your foundation. Tell us a little bit about it, what you're focused on with your foundation, why it matters so much. Yeah. So it's pretty amazing. You know, we're completing 10 years and 10 years in the nonprofit world is pretty, I would say pretty big, you know, it's, yeah, it's, especially it's not... during a pandemic. So the Garces Foundation, it's a philanthropic 501c3 nonprofit located here in Philadelphia. Our core focus is really based around, you know, the call it the immigrant community in Philadelphia, mostly, you know, non-documented restaurant workers who are getting, you know, our benefits of, you know, uh, healthcare. So we do community health days where this community folks who don't have insurance, don't have other resources to go get healthcare. They get diabetes, cholesterol, dental screenings, just overall, overall health checkups, right? Like, Hey guys, you know, here's, Here's what you need. Here's the resources where you can go to, you know, continue on your healthcare plan. We also do literacy through job training programs. So we do restaurant style job training. And while we're doing it, we're teaching English, right? And oh, it's also, fantastic. it's in a classroom setting. We have about a hundred students every semester. The whole point of that is, you know, this community who's here, they're cooking in restaurants, they work in construction, they work in ag you know, for them to learn the language and really help them ascend into, you know, higher positions down the road was important to us. So that's the other part. And then this, when the pandemic hit, we actually pivoted to a food pantry program where we were doing about 250 boxes a week. We started right away in April of 20. Each box feeds a family of four. It's a a free box. You just have to sign up through our foundation. And yeah, we've to date now, so far, we've delivered 17,000 boxes and each box feeds a family of four for a week. So yeah, we're, we're, you know, again, I think, you know, something as simple as 
you know, food that some of us may take for granted is really a necessity out there. So yeah, that's the Garces Foundation. Yeah, it's been great. And yeah, we look forward to continuing our work. Well, Chef, it's been an absolute pleasure. Where can our listeners follow you on social media? What's the best place for them to go? Go to Instagram. That's where I'm pretty active. And it's just Chef Garces, Chef Jose Garces. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for all the great ideas, especially all the really unique restaurants and neighborhoods that you told us about today. That's really going to help our our listeners when they attend Philadelphia. I love Ready Market for a quick bite. I think that was a great suggestion. And I can't wait to try out some of your restaurants. And I'm definitely going to sign up for one of your meal programs. They sound really, really incredible. So best of luck to you. And thanks so much for your time and visiting us on Destination Everywhere. Thank you, Andy. It has been my pleasure. Take care. Take care. Bye now. Everybody, great show. We love Philadelphia. We're going to be back time and again. And I want to mention that the Chinese Lantern Festival is June through August each summer. And Over the, the weekend, yeah. Market Festival is in May of each year. So make sure you stop by and see those wonderful, wonderful events. So that will wrap up this edition of Destination Everywhere Philadelphia. We absolutely love this city. We can't wait to get back. And with that, we'd also like to thank some of our special team members. We'd like to thank Chris Jordan, our copywriter. We'd like to thank Andy Fernandez, our creative director, Louis Pedraza and Andrew Lowe, our podcast producers, Rusty McNeely, our talent booker, and the team at Lightship Studios. So please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show on your preferred podcast app or by going to www.destination-everywhere.com. So until next time, thank you for listening. Safe travel. Another episode of Destination Everywhere with travel and hospitality entrepreneurs, Todd Bloodworth and Andy McNeil. To access the show notes and other helpful resources, visit www.americanmeetings.com. Join us again next week for another bucket list filled show as we feature another travel worthy destination. Until next time, travel well and be safe out there.